Thank you, and for joining us again for Journeys in Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you as we take another journey down the, in, in the Word of God, seeking the truth as the Holy Spirit reveals it unto us, and as we seek out the Word and search it out, search it out, knowing that God has a word for us today. So today we're going to talk about words. As we continue on in this, the main series is about the war between the cultures. We know that words have the ability to bring us together or drive us apart. Words have the power to, to bring forth life or to bring forth death. And as we go into the scripture today, these are the things that we're going to research and we're going to um, uh, just talk about as we talk about the things that we see today happening in our culture. We see, and when I talk about cultures, I mean um, not only the race, as we speak of, as being mankind, but in, in the, in the in, when we're talking about things that are happening in the church, things that are happening in, in business, things that are happening in families. And I think in every relationship that we have, the Word, which is the Bible and the Holy Scripture, we believe that the Word of God is relevant. The Word of God is relevant for today, is relevant and, and has truth that we can apply to every aspect of life if we would only seek it out, if we would only take it and use it and apply it. And when we take the Word of God and we not only take on the Holy Spirit, we take on, we take in uh, uh, salvation into us, then the wisdom of God comes. Wisdom of God is another jewel that comes with salvation and it comes with uh, the ability that Christ puts in us. As I read to you before, and, and we've talked in times past how that in the book of Galatians 2.20, it says how that the, the, faith, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who lives in me. So if we, you just think on that, if we live by the faith of the Son of God, Jesus never failed and did not fail in anything that the Father assigned to him. When in the last words that he spoke on the cross, he said, it is finished. Meaning, I have finished my assignment. That assignment that the Father gave him, uh, as the book of Revelation, again, that we've talking about, talked about in times past, where it says that the Lamb was slain from the foundation, before the very foundation of the world, an assignment was given to Jesus. And this assignment he finished. So through words, God uh, and Jesus is the word. And through this word, which is written in the, in the book, in the, in, the, in the Holy Bible, this is how we get to know God. This is how we form our relationship and we find out about his character. All of us have had friends. Hopefully you have friends in this life, whether you are young or in your middle age or, your, or in your senior years. You have people who you can depend upon. And we judge people by their words and by their actions. All of us have people who come into our lives, you know, they give great promises and I'm with you and I'll be with you to the end. Um, I'll be faithful to you, whether it's a, a romantic relationship uh, that we've had in times past. It could be even marriages where the, the husband uh, and wife are spouse of each other and they declare that uh, till death do us part. But yet we know that marriages fail either by fault of the husband or the wife or either by no none of the fault. Uh, we hear today that people say, hey, we just grew apart. But the words that were not spoken or words that were spoken were a, were a party in the two separating. Again, words that are not spoken are as damaging as words that are spoken. Why? Because there are times when we must 
speak affirmative words that will affirm our that will affirm our love. Now, affirm means that we make an assurance. We um uh, we speak to, and we affirm. We agree to what's being said. That our actions are backed up by our words. So as we again, as we're gonna get into James, <coughs> excuse me, James um uh, third chapter, we're gonna talk about the power of words. Words having life and death, and what we must take uh, from the from the Holy Scripture and from those words that are spoken to us by the Holy Spirit, that the Father just gives to us that builds us up. We are built up by the words of the Almighty God. So let's start today, and we're going to start in the Book of James, and we're going to start the first verse, and we're going to we, the main thought is going to be from James three, uh, third, third chapter, first verse through the eighteenth. We won't read all the uh, uh, won't read all the scriptures today, but I hope that you would go behind me and, and track with me. Uh, again, we write down the scriptures in the uh, if you go into um, the app app that you're listening to this, you'll see scriptures written down that you can track with us and study these things out for yourselves and build yourself up as you begin to study the word and take it in and allow God to speak to you. Not only just hear the words that I speak. But you will let the Holy Spirit speak to you as he so desires to do. Okay? James 3 and 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that ye shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect or complete man, and able to bridle the whole body. And what James begins to say is, consider the things that come out of our mouth, that that uh, because I said, as I said again, and, in, and it's written in the book of Proverbs, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And that's written in Proverbs 18 and 21. So we have the power to give life, to give, uh, we speak life-giving words. We can give life and, and direction to our children, to our mate. We can affirm them. We can build them up and tell them how much we love them and tell them, you know, and just uh, 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 illustrate and paint a picture of what we think of them and what we desire to do together and what we desire our children to do in the future. This is, this is the, uh, what words are, words are sent and what God used words to do was he used words to create the world. As we read in Genesis, and again, read these, write these scriptures down and study them for yourselves. The world were created by the word of God. If you begin to read and take these scriptures down and read in Genesis uh, chapter 1, starting around verse number 3, it says, And God said, And God said, He created the moon, He created the stars, He created the heavens. He spoke to, to uh, uh, and, and separate the land from the waters. All these things were done. As God spoke, when He created man, uh, around the 26th uh, verse of that same Genesis 1, He said, Let us make man in our own image, and our own, after our own likeness. And it said that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. God did these things, but he spoke them. So he spoke them. And this is what's happening today as we, who are made in the image of God, we have the authority that God gave to us as believers, and we can build the kingdom of God, and we can destroy the works of the enemy. We have that authority if we choose to use it. And we have it as the words that God, that we have deposited in our heart, in our hearts, and we speak them with the authority that God has given us. In the third verse, it says, Behold, 
We put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. All of us have seen uh, the horses and buggy or the cowboy uh, western uh, shows on television where you know whether you like them or not. But you see the uh, the cowboy riding across the plains and uh, speeding uh, and in, in the movies where you see them uh, uh, running or escaping from the enemy or they're uh, chasing down the, the bank robbers or whatever the case may be. Where they're, uh, uh, they're riding the horse and they have bits in the horse's mouth. And when they pull it, the horse, is go, the horse always follows the direction when the reins were pulled. If you pull the reins to the left, he goes to the left. If you, if, you, if you pull it down, the head of the horse goes down. If you pull it, you want to go in a circle, you pull him left or right, or whatever the case may be. But that horse is governed by the reins which is in the horse's mouth. Then the fifth verse it says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. But how great a, a matter a little fire kindleth. The, the tongue with that God has given us has the power to ignite us to good things or to ignite us to evil. And again, this is what we see in the culture today. We see uh, men and women speaking things that are against the, uh, the oracles and, the, uh, and what God has established. They speak against marriage and, and some have come out and say we, they wish to destroy the nuclear family. No longer will men and women be married, but they wish to destroy this. And this is much of this is happening in the black race, where we see that black men now are absent, whether by choice or by because of uh, or what it is by choices, where they come together and, and the man and woman have bore children and the man's not in the home. Now the father is not present to give direction and, and to give uh, uh, be a, a, a pillow there. Not only for the children, but for the wife also. That they too can jointly raise those children and give them godly counsel and, 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 and tell them of the history and the, and the good choices that they should make and could make if they choose to follow after God. So here in this fifth chapter, and I mean the first, third chapter and fifth verse, he said the tongue is a little member. He said, but it sets on, but it has a, it, but how great a little fire kindles. Sixth verse says, and the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and set on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. And if you read this verse here, you'll read how that even the fires of hell were set about and started up, because God, he created hell for Satan and his angels, and all of those who followed him. That's why hell was created. That's why the lake of fire was created. Not for man. But it was created for Satan when he chose to rebel against God. And you can read this in the book of uh, Isaiah 14. How God said that he was going to bring him down. Oh, Satan is, is, is ramp, is, is, has ramped up his, his uh, 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 evil ways and evil tricks. But the believer, we should not be caught unaware by the wiles of the enemy. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Word of God, we have preachers, be they male or female, who, those who are submitted to God, and those who are hearing God in the Spirit, will, will, can lead us and guide us. And then it's up to us to take the words that are preached to us, take the written word, and, and allow it to, 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 to be taken into heart, and then we live by it as we walk and talk and absorb 
the words of God and allow it to be a lead and a guide to us. Go to the eighth verse. But the, but the tongue, it says, can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And what James is talking about is a tongue that's not submitted to God. A tongue that will say anything, anything that comes up, comes out. All of us have been around people who they seem as though they're, they're, their heart is like a garbage can. All the filthy and foul swells that you can you can uh, uh, um, that you can encounter by opening the garbage lid in the summertime, and you see maggots and all kind of flies and all those things. You know, if you ever dump, I'm sorry. Hopefully, I'm not uh, making any of you sick. But if you ever dump trash in the summertime and you see all the filth there, you quickly close it, and you get you can wash it out and you can do all those things. But in a garbage can and in a garbage dump. There are, there are foul and vicious smells that just rise up from that. And this is what Paul is saying here in the 8th verse. He said, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. That tongue that's not submitted to God can destroy lies. It's just, it is it has destroyed lies. It has destroyed marriages. It has started wars. Just words. Wasn't no physical confrontation. Just words which causes physical confrontation. Think of all the lies that you know of. Think of all the marriages that you know of. Think of all the friendships that you know of have been destroyed and broken up because of the tongue, because of lies that were, were told. There were untruths. There was deception that was said about a person, and then one takes it and just runs with it, with it, not even taking the time to go back and look and say, is this really true? Is what was spoken true? This is what James is saying. He said, the tongue can no man tame because a tongue that's not submitted to grace. And as we talked before, grace is Jesus. If your tongue is not submitted to grace and not covered by the blood of Jesus. And we know all we all, even if we are under grace, we know that we missed the mark. But we have the ability with grace to some to take that tongue. Submitted to uh, grace, allow the word of God to come into our hearts. And we can live a victorious life. If we learn to speak, say what God said. If God didn't say it, then you don't say it. And that doesn't happen overnight. But it's a tongue that's been submitted. And it's through the washing of the water of the word that we are justified. Uh, we know that, that we are, rather, we take the justification that's written in the word and we apply it to our life. But we are justified by faith. By our faith in him. And what the word does, it gives us a foundation. Say yes. What's being spoken? I can go back. The Bible says, trust, try the spirit by the word. Try it by the word. With his prophecies, there are lies. Think of there are thousands of prophecies, that prophetic lies that have been spoken. And yet, if we would take the word of God and say, okay, I heard what the prophet said. I heard what the news said. I heard what the uh, uh, the newspaper said. I heard what was written in the magazine. I heard I have I've seen what's on Facebook and all the other things. I've seen what was on Twitter. How does this line up to what the Word of God has to say? And when we do this, and we shine the light of the Scriptures on what's being said, we'll find ourselves walking in truth. The Bible says in the Book of Romans. Let every man be a lie, but God be truth. Next verse. 
of the third chapter of James. Therefore, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. He says, out of the mouth the seed is blessed and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. Now Paul is talking to the church. He's talking to the believers. He said, how can we curse men, but yet uh, uh, bless God? He said, these things shouldn't be. If we're a believer, again, we are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. You know, that cleansing of the, of the, of the soul and, uh, and the soul bringing uh, our hearts and soul, bringing our flesh under subjection, that happens over time. But our spirit man, instantly, as the book of Corinthians says, it says, uh, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What's he talking about? If you got saved today, if you are unbelieving, you got saved today, your flesh going to remain the same. But your spirit man, you have a new spirit on the inside of you. The 10th verse says, out of the same mouth, receiving blessings and cursing, my brother things ought not to be. Doth the fountain send forth the same, uh, send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? What he's saying is, no, he says, how can the fountains of, 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 of nature you don't get sweet and bitter water out of the same fountain. They didn't have that capability. Then he says in the 12th verse, Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive trees, olive, I'm sorry, olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain bring forth a yield, salt water, and fresh. Paul is making, he's making comparisons. Comparisons. He's, he's comparing, uh, uh, he's saying these things, he said, a fig, uh, 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 he says, he says about the fig tree. It doesn't, it doesn't bear uh, uh, berries. It doesn't bear olive berries. You the uh, the vine of the uh, of the olive of the olive bring forth figs. Then he goes on to say, uh, the fountain, it doesn't bring forth salt water, and that same fountain bring forth fresh, because these things they didn't have desalinization back in the day. You know, if they got water from the ocean, they knew it was salty. They got it from the depths of the earth. They knew it was fresh. So they're saying is, you don't get from the same pond salt and fresh. It's either going to be salty or it's going to be fresh. And what, Paul, what uh, James is saying here is that from the, out of the heart of the believer, we should arrest our tongues. We should arrest and we should, uh, even though the Bible said that we should even take heed of what we hear. Be careful of what you allow to be spoken into and over you. Be careful of who you allow to speak into your life. In relationships that we come into, and I'm not talking about uh, our marriage relationship now, I'm just talking about relationship with friends, whether it be male or female friends. And, and those people, when you speak into you or speak over you, be careful. Because if they're not of a born-again spirit, you need to check that relationship. Okay, there's only so much I'm allow them to tell me. Because that unregenerated heart is not led by the Spirit. I don't care how good they are. They may have good character, have good morals. All those things are good. But the things of the flesh, I mean the things of the Spirit, the fleshly mind cannot, uh, cannot understand. They can't conceive it. How can you, being a believer, and, and how can you, being a person, I'm a person, you're a person. You say you're saved, I'm not. But yet you say you believe God can heal you. You believe in, you say you believe in miracles. But yet most people tell you, if I can, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. 
But we know in the in the in the kingdom of God, you got to believe before you see, because it's already done. We're just looking for the manifestation. We're not looking for God to do it. We believe He's already done it. Why? Because of the faithfulness and of the word that God has said. Out of Psalms eighty nine thirty four, it's God. The, the the word of God says, uh, the the words that going out my mouth. He said, I will not alter. He said, I will not alter them. God said, I'm not going to alter the things that come to my lips. He said, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the things that are come out of my lips. That's plain, isn't it? God said, if I said it, I meant what I said, and I am not going to change it for you or for anyone, not for me or anyone. Because words have power and words have authority. And words that are believed. See, we say a lot of things that we don't be, we don't even have confidence in ourselves. We just many times we're just spouting words. But when you actually believe what you say, if you actually believe what you what, what comes out of your mouth is going to ha- happen, you'll be careful about what you say. Just think about it. What if everything that you said today happened? Many of us would be very sorrowful because me because we just spout out words. But what James is saying here, and, 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 and we take the capture of this whole um, teaching today, what James is saying is, be careful not only of, of, of what we hear, but what his, his focus is on what we say. Because Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's a heart problem when, we, when evil and bad things come out of our mouth. And not the mouth that needs to be cleansed, it's the heart. You cleanse, it, it, when the heart is submitted and blood washed by the blood of Jesus, then the mouth is going to change. Why? It's going to change because then I'll begin to seek Christ. I'll begin to seek his will. I'll begin to seek his way. And I submit myself as James 4 and as uh, uh, the book of Peter says in, in the fifth chapter. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We submit ourselves to him. Peter begins to say in, in, in the third chapter, he tells, he says, the wives submit yourselves to the husband. And most women say, oh no, not that crazy fool that I live with. And yet, and then again, he's as I said before, he tells the husband before, after that, he said, husband, love your wives as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for it. What a word. Who wouldn't submit themselves to a man? The man says that, you know what? I'll give my life for you. For the working or caring for you, preparing for you, preparing for this household. I'll give my life for you. I'll make sure as I, as I follow God, he will lead me and how to care and prepare for this family. And I'll be a light and, and, and we'll walk together. I'm talking about husband and wife. We walk together. And we equally share and we equally love each other and we equally speak in, we speak life into each other. But we don't beat down the wife. Husband, we, men, we don't beat down our wife. That's your help me. That's your support. That's what help me means. It's, it means an equal support. My men say, oh no, I read in the Bible, the woman is a weaker vessel. Yes, it did say that. But it doesn't mean weak as in weak in, in, it's not talking about weak as in strength. 
It's talking about weak, as, as weakness is talking about as in special and tender. It's like having a crystal goblet complaining to a jelly jar. You know, you can drop that jelly jar and it'll bounce right up. You can thump the very purest of crystal and you can break it. You hit it just right. The purest of crystal, it has a, you hit it, it has the most beautiful sound. You, you, I've seen people, they play, they play musical tunes on the best of crystal. Of course, they have, they have, these are skilled musicians or skilled uh, uh, artists who can do such a thing. But what I'm saying is, when God speaks of the woman, he speaks about how tender and how precious she is. And when you have a wife who's tender, who's, 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 who supports you in everything, and this is how men, God, what he's asking men to do. Support your wife. Love her. Care for her. And women, what he's saying to you is, build him up. Let him know that you think he's, he's your man. This is my man. This is my house. I'm going to prepare for you. You may not be the best of cook, but you can be the best all your days. You can look, I can, I can order with the best of Make sure. You can order out and do, do what you got to do. Both of y'all go to cooking class. Both of y'all go to do the things that it takes to build your house. And then, but most of all, build him up, build her up with faith-filled words. This is what God is looking for us to do, is to build each other up and to be that man, to be that woman, and, and, and to be that support that your, your, that your, that your mate needs. We're going to go on down down. We're getting ready to finish it up. This is, uh, again, James talking in 13th verse. He said, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Endowed means endued or endowed means that uh, that's something was within them. If you've been given knowledge, what he said, he said, let him show out of a good conversation his work with what? With meekness of wisdom. Meekness does not mean weakness. That's what the world, that's what they make compatible. If you're, if you're meek, you must be weak. That's, that's not what the scripture teaches. Is it better is he that can control his tongue or control his anger than he that, can, that, he that takes a city? Why? Because he had, the, the, the meek man has self-control. See, you, we need the power and the love of God to keep ourselves, to keep our flesh under submission. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I know I could say it. It may be right for you to say it. This is what Paul said. All things are lawful to me, but all things are not expedient. What Paul was saying was, I have a right to say many things. But he said, but it's not expedient, it's not necessary or required for right now for me to say it. Because this audience, or this person is not ready to hear it. And this is what God is calling for us to do. Not only love in, in, in word, but love in deed. Be, be a builder. Wife, be a builder, husband. Be a builder, dad. Be a builder, mom. Build your children up. Not only build up your husband, but build your children up. Don't call them stupid and you'll never do anything right. Those words are like daggers in the heart. Your children remember, they'll remember that for years. But if you've done these things, ask for forgiveness. Say, Babe, I'm sorry. I said something out of, you know, it's, 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 I said it. I was upset at that time. Well, could you forgive me? Pray for mommy. Pray for me, husband. Help. Uh, uh, let's fast together. Let's, let's read together. Let's, let's study together. Let's go to counseling. Whatever it takes to do. 
Build your house up on the word of God. Not on the on this world. You can have all the money. You can be a millionaire. Millionaires kill themselves day by day because they don't. Their house is not a home. They don't have love. There's no love in the house. There's no love. Children run away from home. They 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 they, 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 they their parents are millionaires, but there's so much envy and strife. Scripture says where the envy and strife. There's confusion in every evil work. Where there's envy and strife, there's confusion in every evil work. But guess what? We have the grace of God to cover us. He did that with his blood. To mend us in every place that we are broken. To help us. He said, I'll be a help. He said, I'll be there in your time of need. He said, I'll be a help. I'm there. In your time of need, God is there. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. Never means never. It means ever. He's always by your side. He's there in your mess. He's there in your mess up. He's there if you, if, if you as I heard the, the elders say, if you mess up, fess up. So, Lord, I missed it. Help me. And this is after you, if, when you could. Apologize to that person. Apologize to that wife. Even apologize to your kids. Hey, I missed it. I, I said you did something, found out I was wrong. Please forgive me. Daddy missed it. Mommy missed it. And ask for your their forgiveness. The scripture says, as, as we close out, love will cover a multitude of faults. Let's show love. Let love be our guiding light. Let the love of God be our guiding light as we seek him, as we follow after him. Let love be your north star in this dark, dark world. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all things. We pray, God, you would lift us with the divine love that you shed abroad in our hearts by Jesus Christ. And if anyone who is listening to this broadcast, Lord, if they're lost today, if they don't have a connection with you, I pray, Father, that they would encounter grace. For grace is available to them right now. And I pray, Lord, that they pray with me, Father, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is the Son of God. Lord, I receive him as my Savior. And as I do, all of my sins are washed away. I am now a new creature. And I am welcome into the family of God. Lead me, Jesus. Guide me, Lord. Show me your way. I receive you by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Join us again on Journeys.